0: Hey everyone, Joel Moutre here back on the Empower Good podcast after a couple week break. This week's episode, my good friend Ostop tells how he quit his job, faced his fears, and is now traveling the world helping people rebuild not only rundown buildings, but their lives. Ostav Zindra, thank you so much for joining me. Literally in the Empower Good studios where we got chairs facing each other on my desk. And uh, I'm excited about this episode because... Your organization, what you do, really does embody what Empower Good is all about. Using your talents, your energies, even maybe in a sacrificial way to be a blessing to other people. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining me.
1: Yes, yes. Good to be here. Thank you.
0: Yes. Just to start us off, um, your your handle on Instagram is at Build and Restore. And, you know, you run an organization that literally the name kind of you know it's not just about helping people with their their physical needs like building and remodeling but it's with a purpose tell us a little bit about you kind of just briefly how you got into it and then what exactly you do
1: yes uh back in 2015 um i was praying a very simple prayer i said lord what would you have me to do and if that's what you want me to do then you're going to have to change the desires of my heart because my desires were about self and doing things that I wanted to do. So the opportunity presented itself as I was praying this prayer where I would quit my job, put aside everything that I've been doing for the last 12 years and start a new journey, a new chapter really, where I could just say, okay, Lord, this is going to be my experience with you, a personal relationship building experience where I'm going to step out in faith. And the time came and I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't muscle up the energy and the courage to go resign from a job that I've been doing. That for the most part I enjoyed. You know, for the most part it was something that was benefiting many people uh, around me. But it just wasn't something that I saw God's calling. That began a journey of asking the Lord, well, what's next? I've I've taken this first step, this leap of faith. Trusting the Lord's going to provide on his end as long as i'm faithful on my end and and doing the things he wants me to do that journey took us over to begin build and restore international and how that came together was i was out in alabama with wyatt allen one of the evangelists with amazing facts and we were doing door-to-door work the host family that i'm staying with in their trailer they tell me you know we've really been impressed by the lord that you should start your own ministry uh, a charitable organization that's going to be able to go out into the world and impact people and i just i couldn't wrap that around my mind i'm like how in the world is that going to look another fear right how do you organize an organization
0: because you're you're used to literally working as a contractor like putting in manual labor getting paid and then maybe donating and you know helping people on the weekends etc but here somebody's saying you hey you know just start your own organization faith based yeah. nonprofit
1: In three weeks, I was networking, talking to people, sending out emails, phone calls. The Lord sent the right people, a few attorneys that came up and and helped me for no charge. And I knew the Lord was really leading in this because people were coming out and saying, well, we'll help you with this. A friend of mine that lives out in Australia, he said, "Um, well, who's doing your design work for you? I said, I haven't thought that far. He says, oh, I'll do that for you. So the work that you see on the t-shirts and on the website, the logo that he put together um, was something that he just donated his time and said, listen, this is, you know, for a year for the for the good cause. And from there, <clears throat> continue to just daily search the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I don't really know what this day is about. I don't know what's coming, but here I am. I'm willing and just provide provide an understanding provide direction provide the people that i need to talk to and slowly we begin to talk to different um, schools camps churches uh, orphanages different uh, countries began to realize that there's a ministry like this somebody that's helping other people and started to call and send in phone calls you know and emails and text messages and in just three months after organizing the paperwork for for the charity, our schedule was booked for a year and a half.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Like, what do you guys do? So somebody calls, they have a need. What kind of need do they have, and how do you fulfill that? Who do you bring along? What, do you, what exactly do you guys do?
1: Three major component groups that we have is evangelism, where we go out and share the gospel with people. Then we have health, where we share health presentations, health expos, uh, health fairs put together um, opportunities for people in the community that have a medical background to volunteer because we've got a lot of folks that have the time to volunteer and want to volunteer but may not have the opportunity or may not know where to begin or who to join or maybe have a certain skill set that hasn't been tapped into before and so we want to provide that opportunity for those that want to do public speaking want to do evangelism those that are in the medical field participate in the medical missions, and then we have the building projects. We've helped mainly with reconstruction and remodeling and rebuilding of schools, churches, community facilities, also camps, orphanages, lifestyle centers, clinics. So those are a few examples that you know we've been able to work with recently we've had the opportunity to travel and to help with disaster relief that, so that's
0: really awesome because it's, it's an immediate need
1: it is it's an immediate need um, a lot of need not just physically but emotionally uh, we had an opportunity to partner with weimar institute and provide services in the building and remodeling but in the evenings, helped them put together a seminar for depression recovery and emotional health. And that was something that was very well attended, very much needed um, in the country of Puerto Rico. Because one of the biggest struggles they have right now is the struggle with suicide. Because of the, you know, instances that happened with Hurricane Maria. I
0: re- I really like that because not only are you physically building up. Uh, you know, locations and, and, and churches and schools and orphanages and places that need remodeling, need to be redone because they've been overused. And, um, but you're also doing uh, physical, spiritual, and mental health uh, restore. That, that's really like, I like it. It says build and restore, which is great because it's not just about the temporal. It's not just about the here and now with, you know, fixing a building, but it's mm-hmm. fixing the building of our bodies and fixing the building of our minds. And I think that's really awesome how you do that. What are some of the challenges that you've faced in your uh non-profit organization
1: there is a large you know demand and need for for more you know we just don't have the capacity right now to go out and build an 80 room hospital which is requested for laos you know we don't have the opportunity to go out and build a school for 300 kids in thailand um but these are requests that come to our um you know, mission all the time. And people are asking, can you come and help build this property and restore this? Some folks will have the property already. They'll have the design, the paperwork, they'll have everything that they need to start. They just don't have the, the hands to do the work.
0: You know, it kind of reminds me of the verse uh, where it says that the, that the, the harvest, or many, you know, I like to say, like the opportunities are plentiful but the laborers or the volunteers yeah. are few. Is it, would you say that lack of volunteers is the main need?
1: Because of the unknowns, some people do not take the opportunity to volunteer, but we definitely need more.
0: Comment a little bit on the unknown, because obviously you made a switch from being a, a successful contract worker, uh, construction and whatnot, to now doing a nonprofit. And then now here we have the same thing with people who are living normal lives and they want to volunteer, they want to help, but there's, just, there's this little chasm that they need to jump. Uh, what are some practical things that you've done uh, to, for your own you know, benefit jumping that chasm or that you've seen in your volunteers, the people that do take that leap?
1: I think the best thing that helped me was to use the Minimax principle um, where you sit down and you go through all of the risk. You sit down and you write down, well, if I begin to do this and then you list all of the risk that's associated, whether it's time, finances, whether it's a career change, whether it's... Um, cultural, whether it's, um, you know, traveling, whether it's a, a shift in, in schedule, you write down all of the the what-ifs and all of the unknowns. And then you write on the other side all of the benefits. So you minimize the risk and you maximize the benefits. By writing everything out, going through all of the elements that could potentially be standing in the way of, of having the the organization be successful then you begin to plan and coordinate and really important to get other people on board with you from various of different disciplines different career paths that can kind of help kind of be somebody that you can bounce ideas from these are the different elements to kind of understand you know the various unknowns and mainly the first steps that you're taking is like breaking a new trail you know you just don't know what kind of terrain it is and you have to understand that that's a faith journey as well so you're relying on the Lord more and saying okay I've taken these few steps I'm not sure what the ground looks like for the next couple of steps but I already know that the third three steps that I took last week the Lord was with me, so the next three that I take this week, He's going to be with me as well. And so you balance out the fact that you still have to do things on your own, by yourself, to to kind of help move things along. But you're trusting that God is there, directing your time and energy and effort in the steps that He wants you to take.
0: Let's 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 uh, switch gears a little bit. Tell tell us like maybe a couple short stories of like maybe an individual or a a location, like a school or an orphanage or somebody that's been impacted.
1: I'll tell you what happened just now in uh, Washington state. We were up in the uh, Auburn area in Washington and we were doing a project, a community project there for a local Christian school. We remodeled two bathrooms, did a lot of painting, remodeled the rear trailer where they have additional classroom space, a lot of grounds work, and then a lot of painting around the, the outside of the school. And um, just... Watching the staff there at the school, um, you know, they were not expecting for a group of young people to come in and just start tearing everything out. The school was just being completely, you know, torn up and, and demolition really looked scary. But then to watch the faces of the teachers when they came back the following you know weekend and they're looking at the school, they're like, wow, you guys did this in five working days? And we're like, yeah, the Lord helped us to get all this accomplished. The maintenance man was someone that I think that was impacted the most because it was his turf. It was his work that we were encroaching upon. We saw a transformation in his character, in his approach, because he was very protective at first when we got there. This is my school. This is my tools. This is my office. This is my maintenance room. And everything was under lock. Halfway through the project, maintenance man says, oh, the tools are over in the shop. Oh, the tools are over in the maintenance building. Oh, I will bring you the ladder. Oh, I will bring you this. So now we've broken down the barrier. This is mine to where now we're using it all together. Having that opportunity to work to really change the perspective. Of, of the community there and really wrapped you know this project around to where it wasn't just a group of volunteers coming to do this work and leaving, but we became part of that community, helped that community, and we believe we motivated and inspired the local staff to do more for the school.
0: That's really inspiring because again, you see you transformed the school physically, but in the process, uh, the people there were mm-hmm. also transformed. What's the number one benefit that someone should think about when they're, when they're considering volunteering?
1: I think it's an element of breaking out of your shell, really seeing yourself for who you are. When you're on a mission trip, when you're out of your comfort zone, when you don't know the people there, you don't know the skills, or you don't know the environment, you are completely out of your comfort zone and you are required now to grow. And that growing process, I think, is, is one that's the most important.
0: Somebody might say to themselves, I don't know how to use a hammer. Uh, I don't know how to mix concrete, lay brick, uh, paint, etc. I can't come on your on your trips. I can't, you know, like maybe I can donate money or what. I'll just pray for you. Mm-hmm. What would you say to meet that objection? I
1: hear that a lot. I hear that often because, again, we we have somewhat of a business mindset when it comes to making decisions. You know, if I've got the money for this. I'll go buy it, right? If I have the time for this, I'll go do it. If I have the skill to do this, I'll go try it, right? That's kind of how we begin to think. Here, it's a little bit different because what happens is we are in an environment where time and money is not an element because we are volunteering. We've dedicated this week to to volunteer. So people begin to to open up. They begin to uh, have this this mindset now, well, maybe I can try this. Maybe I can grab this machine and see what it does. Maybe I can try this pressure washer and see how nice and clean this can become once I'm done with it. An element that we've just been able to share with folks is they've never had any experience with large equipment or power tools. But if I can do it, why can't somebody else do it? If I was able to learn it, why can't I teach somebody else to do it? And so by empowering folks to learn something new, They gain a new asset, they gain a new skill, a new understanding, and one of the volunteers recently told me, you know what, I went home, I painted my own room, it looks great, thank you for for the tips, thank you for helping me to to overcome the fear of painting, and she says my room looks great.
0: I can tell that you really are passionate about this because God has given you talents when it comes to building construction, but also working with people and teaching. And, you know, thinking about how you are using those talents to impact others, I see that you're not only impacting the organizations and the locations and where you go, not only physically, but spiritually and mentally as well, but you're also impacting the volunteers as well. Mm. And I think you're really empowering other people, like you just said, even to paint their own room, but they're going to want to go back and they're not going to come back the same. And that's what I've experienced when I've been on trips as well. And so uh, I love it. It's empower good. You know, you're really just empowering other people to do good. In closing, um, what are some needs that your organization has and how can the listeners get involved?
1: I think the biggest um, help that we could receive is really just spreading the word and letting more people um, learn about our, our work and to, to get involved by volunteering. Oftentimes, folks will tell me, "Well, I can't take off a whole week and go do this. No problem, come for three days, come for two days. You know we don't have a set rule that you have to be there the whole time. Many people tell me, Well, I can't travel with you to to a third world country because that's too risky for me. No problem. We do many of our projects right here at home for those that can help here at home we We welcome that we welcome any donations in terms of equipment, material tools um we welcome volunteers to go to our website and sign up as, as you know, uh, participants. We've got uh, a few projects scheduled for this year uh, to Mexico, and we'll be doing some projects in the Bay Area as well. That's, you know, very near, and people can just drive there, even if you want to come for a day. Leave in the morning, hang out with us for a day, and then drive back home.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ostant, for for joining me. Your Your handle on Instagram is at build and restore i'm looking at it right now on your t-shirt www.buildandrestore.org so please reach out Uh, you can donate money uh, by going to buildandrestore.org you can also donate resources like tools and equipment or or building materials etc for a project in your area or abroad and then finally you can also sign up for uh, being a volunteer like if, if it's anything from sweeping to painting to cleaning gutters to actually, like, if you know how to be a construction worker, I mean, you could do, you know, the complicated stuff as well. I think that's really exciting. And uh, I kind of want to go with you on a uh, on a trip. Yeah. And so um, thank you so much for joining me. And again, buildandrestore.org or at buildandrestore. Check Ostop out. Tell him what's up. And, of course, pray for him and his ministry as well. Thank you so much for joining me, man. All right. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You know, thinking about this, this episode in reflection, I really just asked myself, like, what am I doing with my life? What are you doing with your life? You don't have to quit your job, but are you putting your thoughts, energies, and efforts into helping others? Think about that this next week. Now, with that said, thank you so much for listening. It does mean a lot. I really do appreciate it. Also, just wanted to make sure to thank everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes and Anchor and starred the station and favorited. I really do appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe if you have not yet. More is coming. Episode coming up this next week. And guys, this week, don't forget to empower good.